Hello, friends, and welcome to Babies and Broadswords. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Jason, and I'm going to be our sitter. And I'm also the, I guess, head writer for Babies and Broadswords. If you're joining us for the first time, go back and listen to session zero. Why are you even here? (laughs) It's very important. It's very important. We are even footing games. We are a group of, of, of both professional and amateur game designers. We are trying our hands at creating a company from the ground up, made up of games that we ourselves are creating. And our podcast is part of that process. If you're listening to, you are listening. So thank you. What we're going to be doing. <laughs> if you're listening, you're listening. If you're listening, you're listening. Step one and is thank done. You. We and appreciate Thank it. you. <laughs> what we're going to be doing for this podcast is a little different from most role-playing podcasts. It's going to be part gameplay, part role-play, but also part game design. We're going to be stopping every now and then to maybe discuss a rule, to, to talk a, a clarification on things, to kind of discuss the decisions that we've made with this, that, or the other thing. So it's going to be a little bit of a kind of a behind the scenes, how the sausage is made as well. If you like that, great. You found the right place. If you don't stick around, maybe you will. But as I said, the first game that we're going to be working on is Babies and Broadswords, which is a very simple to, to play, easy to learn D6 system where all of the characters are toddlers with bad attitudes and parent issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely or lack of issues. parents. Yeah. <laughs> or lack of parents. Actually, the, the issue with their parents is that they have none. So we're going to be getting into it today. This is actually our first opening gameplay session, Yay. and we're excited about it. So let's take a second to just catch everybody up, and we'll introduce ourselves and, our, and tell a little bit about the characters you're going to be playing, your class, your, your name, all of that stuff, and then we'll get right into it. So good? Yep. Sounds good. Mm. I am looking at Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm going to play Henry the Hypoallergenic. Henry is a dragon forthorer, and he is kind of a bookwormy kid and took a, a kind of a self-help book and decided that he needed to bring his wishes into existence. So he named himself Hypoallergenic because his allergies are really bad. So he's trying to will himself out of being allergic to things. Well, he has to hang around two cats all the time, so he can hope. (laughs) There you go. And and Henry is a dragon? He is a dragon and a thorcerer. Easy for you to say. (laughs) Not easy for anyone to say. That's the point. Aaron is not mispronouncing that for comedic effect. Thorcerer is the name of the class. Because kids with speech impediments are funny. All right. Really. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. I know. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the worst person to write a game for kids. Lee, how about you? <laughs> I'm going to be playing the Furbolg de Bella. They are a Furbolg that came out of the woods of whopping, you know, two acres away from the orphanage itself. They've been a long journey through, you know, many, many trials and somewhere along the way picked up a a little like mental companion. And so now she is a warwalk. 
she has some sort of fungus growing inside her brain that is caused by the dark companion that encountered her along the way. So she's a warlock. She's got a couple of magical little things, but mostly she can talk to these companions uh, once a day and get information from them. So excited about that. This cute little cherub is basically infested with evil mushrooms. Yes. I forgot awesome. what they're called. I can't remember. I wrote it down. Mike and um, Mike, huh? Mike and Cordyceps is the, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the real one. That's the real <laughs> Mike, one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, it's uh, very much like Cordyceps and taking over, but she's, she seems pretty chill about it. She's not too upset, so. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? She can just roll with the punches on attitude. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There's plenty of room in his brain for multiple. There's people. advantages yeah. to having yeah. cordyceps it's on your brain. To have a positive attitude when you're infected by a parasite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could all we could all learn a lesson. <laughs> we'll get the twins together. So, Jenna, how about you start? All right. Well, I am playing Isabeau, and Isabeau is a sneaky pants, and she's just cute as a button, and also very sneaky. You know, like kitties are. Uh, she really enjoys pushing random things off the counters while she gives you unnatural amounts of eye contact. Just <laughs> dead in the eye. <laughs> she has a brother who is her twin, and that's <laughs> Jimmy. I am playing Ignatius Summer, and Ignatius is, yes, Isabeau's twin. He doesn't like his name, however. He he will tell people his name might be Alexander. He might tell people his name is Aurelius or Tiberius. And he thinks he's being clever. He's also a sneaky pants. He's quite adventurous. And he does not like to be seen. He likes to stay hidden and then jump out and then get hidden again. That's just kind of his thing, you know. <laughs> Attacking from the shadows. Yeah, I get you. No, that's 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 pretty cat-like behavior, and, and I apologize to all the tobaccos out there if we were playing into negative stereotypes. But it seems it seems to be many. Like we're playing. all the real life. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, how about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Allison, and I'm going to play playing Paragon, the mummy's little helper. All right. Also adorable, uh, but in a and also sort of adorable. different way. Very adorable. <laughs> Upset my friend who loves Asuma, and that's the main goal. There you go. If we can upset people, that's that's the key. That's why I wake up in the morning. You may have noticed that most of our, our races are based on kind of the traditional D&D races. This is mostly a, a matter of personal preference. There are no set races in Babies and Broadswords. There are, are classes and feats and perks and stuff that help you define your characters. But you can be any race that you want to be. So if you want to borrow from Dungeons and Dragons, that's cool. If you want to borrow from another system that you like, if you just want to pull out, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a, I don't know, an alien or whatever. I create my imagination. If you want to play perfectly. Baby John Snow, you can be Baby John Snow and you would know nothing. The whiniest baby. The precociousness is zero. <laughs> the whiniest. <laughs> No object permanence. <laughs> but remember, these kids are three and four, so we're going to leave out the most uncomfortable part of Jon Snow's life. 
where he dies. <laughs> yeah, where he dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the most uncomfortable. That's part. where I was. Yeah, more. Reading. I was thinking. I was thinking more season five, but uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was just thinking we got to do like a Starfinder style future babies and bob swords at some point. They've got like a zillion races to choose from. I'm actually working on multiple. Like I, when I started writing these one shots, I really. I asked Jason right away, what's the era? And he said, Dickensian, you know, what, what is that? Late 1800s, mm-hmm. mid 1800s. And I had already written a couple of one shots, one for a future setting and one for a Renaissance setting. But it works. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. thing. The, the nice thing about the system is it can be ported. It's, it's my, my games tend to be set in kind of that industrial era. Cause that's what I think makes most, the most sense because I definitely get, or when I was writing this, I definitely got, strong and i feel that i feel that now i went back and started to rethink it like oh yeah yeah it's All not quite medieval it. yeah yeah, it's like yeah you yeah. might be used to back when they didn't have child labor laws right exactly when, <laughs> it, was when, when it was perfect for, for when it was perfectly acceptable to treat children like Garbage. They got in the way. Yeah. Before we realized <laughs> that children do have feelings. <laughs> no, and it's exhausting. So many of them. No, that, that that early industrial Dickensian era was kind of when we ha- we understood enough about sanitation that kids would live regularly past six or seven, but we still didn't like, know what are we what, gonna do with them? But we didn't oh, know what to do with them all. Yeah. <laughs> They're really small. Yeah. We can shove them up chimneys to clean them. They've got, little, they've got little, <laughs> they got little hands. They can get into place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can maintain this machinery. <laughs> now, when we have ten kids. Nine of them are going to live. What am I going to do with all these extra kids? Yeah. Swatch up. Make some and- money. <laughs> so, Thank you, whatever. Thank you, capitalism. All right, let's get into this. Let's do it. You know what? Let's do this thing. Okay. Let's actually play a game. Let's do it. <laughs> let's play a game. Lady Chastity's home for children and other errors and judgment sits alongside the Stangy River in one of the poorer quarters of the city of Nexus. A large square edifice barred windows and mustard iron. The building once housed a different sort of guest, but times have changed, even if the criminal impulses of its residents remain the same. The walls of Lady Chastity's may have once been bright and colorful, but much like the souls of the nurses and administrators who work here, they've long since turned gray and lifeless. Still, there are sparks of life amongst these walls, a reminder that while life may end up in ceaseless drudgery, it doesn't start that way. And it certainly doesn't have to stay that way. There is still laughter in these halls, still signs of joy, because when all else seems pointless, when the dark seems impenetrable, farts are still funny. Amen. Bubbles the merbaby has just ripped a rather potent one. The leaking tub of water that he dwells in has a way of amplifying even the tiniest toot. And when he really gets going, the water churns and stinks like a boiling pot of fish heads. Bubbles is in rare form today, and Sister Beatrice, the young nurse in training, designated to keep an eye on you in your play area today, is having a hard time not bolting from the room. She tries to open a window, but they've all long since been painted shut, and she finds herself sidling closer and closer to the door. She looks at you all for a moment, opens the door a crack, quickly slips from the room, closing it behind her with a resounding thunk as the lock goes into place. Bubbles floats over to you in your direction and says, 
an exhausted look on his face. She's gone, but I think I pooed my tub. So weak. Need cookies. Don't let my sacrifice be in vain. And then he sinks beneath the waterline. And so you find yourselves in your playroom. The group of you. The door has locked. There is no nurse. Bubbles has exhausted his his tiny little body to provide uh, a distraction for you. Wait, wait, did Bubbles just die? No, no, Bubbles <laughs> no, did not no, die. No. Bubbles did Can not we die. start with yes. baby deaths? A positive start to our family-friendly game. With a child feeding <laughs> himself. No, no. <laughs> Bubbles is a baby. Bubbles can, can, can live under okay. the water. He's in a giant like a wooden copper tub thing, a barrel almost, on wheels. So he kind of like wheels himself along. And he wants oh, no. to be down where the poo is. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think I think he's hoping it floats up to the top, and he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Will it float? Eat very specific foods. <laughs> we all float down here in this tub of merpoo. Oh. <laughs> so you're in your playroom. Yeah, it's the middle of the day. The, the The nurse has left, which never happens. She's locked the door behind her, but she has has left you on your own, mostly because the smell is starting to to hit. You're all down low. So you're kind of in the safe air right now. I guess there's a bit of a cloud up above. Stink. So of stink. So there there might be also a bit of a, a time crunch to get out before before Bubbles's blast of of flatulence works its way down towards the floor air. Go for the door. He's asking for cookies. Oh. Oh, I, I, I give him, I give him two. What a drama, baby! <laughs> yeah, Ooh, two cookies. All right, we'll remove two cookies from your inventory, please. I have. I gotta get to the doorknob. I mm-hmm. uh, Henry has twelve cookies, so like he has. <laughs> Dang, Henry's Henry rich. Better, yeah, Henry better, not be, and Henry better stop. Stealing yeah, from yeah, you better stop flashing his cash around. Henry, <laughs> you've always been my favorite. <laughs> I'm just hey, saying. Well, if, if you give two cookies to every baby, Elizabeth. No, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so perfect, love though. It. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cover one swear with a worse swear out. <laughs> <laughs> um, the term is poo. Does it work? I don't know why it's just so hopeless. <laughs> Allie, are are you not a, a teacher of small children? <laughs> you're the one. <laughs> <laughs> really Parents in English, they don't know what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, the kids know how to swear in English. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Webb. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> modern media. If, if you give two cookies to every baby that poops themselves, you're only going to be able to do it like three times, and then all twelve will be gone. <laughs> the math. She's got her math right. I got to give her oh, that. She's right. <laughs> she's right. I'm about to poo my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Those Isn't Bob's going to start pushing Ignatius towards the door? Like, no, you're not going to poo your pants. You potty Get off door. me. You know how to use the witter box. Get off me. No. I want the cookies. 
Yeah, David, I was trying to reach the doorknob to get the door open. We must hide from the scent. Oh, we get out of here. Daybella, you are too short to reach the door. Yep. Yeah, Henry's also not too worried about it because he can't smell anything anyway. He's so <laughs> <stupid too. laughs> yeah. It's a natural immunity. Yeah. What's the on my baby's name? Okay, I, I climb on Ignatius' shoulders. Okay. Give me a give me a nimble check. Nimble. I want to start pushing bubbles as thing like towards the door. I'm gonna try and stand on the edge of the tub. The door? Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, why are you bringing? Why are you bringing the smell with us? Why has poo baby come? We gotta get out of here. All right, well, hold on. Let's 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 see if uh, Isabel can climb up on on Ignatius's shoulders first. For the audience, we roll a d4 and then add our adventurousness. Right. Nimble checks. Yes, to do a nimble check. This 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 is our our uh, version of, of athletics. Oh, it's a seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ignatius, where are you standing right now? I'm gonna stand right next to the door so that when she gets on my shoulders, she can reach the doorknob. She scurries up, and this is a move that you guys have practiced multiple times. Sneaky pants. Yep. Sneaky pants. You've got your weird twin vibes going on there, and. And Isabel, you're able to get the door and your, your fingers are, are on the doorknob, but you don't have quite enough. You can't quite reach it to the point where you can turn it. You're just kind of like... You did tippy toes. Right, I'm going to stretch. Here we go. Oh, he's stretching. Now I want a muscly roll from you because you're, you're, you're trying to get a couple extra inches out and you've got someone exactly your same size standing on your shoulders. Weird. Become the long cat. Long. I have a 10 on my muscle. Ooh, that'll do it. Max. Ignatius does indeed. He stretches up and you hear those couple little extra kitty vertebrae that they got. Mm-hmm. Like a uh-huh. bendy straw. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Isabel, you were able to get your paws on the doorknob and you give it a turn and kind of push yourself back so you can swing the door open. And it swings open about maybe three inches. But then you see the latch on the outside of the door where she has latched the chain. room from the outside. She's got a little <laughs> chain on there. So you open it to the chain. job for forking. Fork that chain. <laughs> Meanwhile, over Gabella is putting her shoulder up against Bubbles' tank. And pushing, it rolls easy enough, but I'm going to need you to to make me, give me a precociousness roll. It's just a straight precociousness roll. Because you are so close to the to the source of the smell. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to see if, you're, if your old tum-tum can handle it. Yeah. So that's a D6 plus precociousness? Yep, yep. Whoa, wait, you said D4? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a D4 plus your precociousness. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought it was D6. I'll roll again. So that is a 10. Okay. You hold your breath, and maybe there's little mushroom tendrils that that, that weave their way through your brain and cover up your, your smell <laughs> sensors a bit. I'm used to musty smells. Living on There s'mores. you go. Yeah. <laughs> My nose is a mushroom. <laughs> yeah, your nose is a mushroom, yep. You push it up against the door, so you're next to the door. So the kittens have managed to get the door open a couple inches before they've fallen back in an, in an adorable little kitten puddle. And they, they've 
broke it down into a, a little adorable kitten wrestling match, which any other time would be just, ah, but it's like, Hey, we don't have time for you two to play around. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Henry wants to take his heavy whacking book and okay. use it like a, a lever, like in that crack of the door oh. and push on it so that he can try and pop the, pop the chain. Henry, you're a genius. He is the genius. That's I know. Smart. I know. Give yourself plus one uh, to this roll for, for being smart with the item. The way items and things kind of work in this game is that anything the babies find from looking around, they can use. But if they, they come up with a particularly good use of it, the, the sitter can give them a bonus, usually plus one to their roll. Does that, does that make sense, everyone? Yes. Am I using adventurousness or am I using precociousness for this? Use precociousness because you're using this as a lever. It's, it's, you, you've mastered simple tools. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a 12. Is that plus the one? That is plus the one plus okay. my precociousness, which is already a seven. And I rolled max. Ooh. A lot of crit successes this morning. Aww. Dave Bella is on. She's bouncing on. The uh, bubbles is lid trying to reach up and Henry rolls up and, and hands her his book and kind of shows, you know, mimics use this. So Debella is able to take Henry's heavy whacking book and just pop the, the door chain right off. Henry, as the door chain falls to the ground, the locking mechanism with about, oh, maybe three inches of chain kind of land right at your feet. I would like to pick that up. Okay, so you have a lock on a chain that you can put into your inventory. Can you just, stop? just real quick, how do we do carrying again? You can only carry so many items. And I yes, you can. Yeah, thank you. Your your carrying capacity is based upon your adventurousness. So let me pull up the list, and so everyone can know what what you're carrying. or how much you can carry. I should say. And worn items don't count, correct? Worn items do not count. Okay. The items we have with us from our class count? No, no. They are, yeah, they are freebies. Yep, the ones that you start. So if your adventurousness, your base adventurousness is is one to two, actually, I guess we've changed that around. So if your base adventurousness is two, then you can carry four items. If it's three, you can carry five items. If it's six, you can carry six items. Special items can be found that will increase your carrying capacities, such as the Sneaky Pants' pillowcase loop bag or the backpack with a froggy on it, which is a special item. Mm. Some items are not affected by carrying capacity and will be specified as such. So worn items, some things are like face paint that you might find that's not going to count against your carrying capacity. But your lock with a chain, Henry, is a, is a will count against your inventory list. If you've got kids, if you know kids, they will pick up anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. probably but, lick it. And probably lick it. <laughs> Put it in their mouth. <laughs> well, then nobody else can take it because it's yours. You, <laughs> you claimed it. Yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense to me. That's that's why I like to go into the safe and like all the money at work. So people don't want to. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's why you have strep throat. That's why I have strep throat. Yeah. <laughs> No, I have strep over my children who lick everything. <laughs> and they get it from their dad. <laughs> that, that licking apple did not fall far from the tree. <laughs> uh, so you, between all of you, teamwork made that dream work, and the door stands popped open. 
Bubbles is in his tub and well, well, can we see down the hallway? What do we see? What do we see? Enzo is actually just going to scamper up, like, like pull herself out of the kitty puddle and just scamper out of the room and not say anything okay. to Bubbles. <laughs> just scrape my off. You do indeed scamper, scamper, scamper out of the kitty puddle, uh, and Ignatius is is both glad to not have somebody sitting on his head, but also a little upset that he was not the first one to scamper out of the kitty puddle. Paragon, Henry, Daybella, Isabel has just zipped on past you on her little paws out of the door and into the hallway. I want to take a peek after I like pop the chain open and just kind of peek around the corner. Peek around. You see the long, you see there's a long hallway. There are rooms up and down the hallway to your right and your left, doors that are closed. You know down the left-hand side of the hallway is where the other playrooms are. So there are other kids probably being looked over by a nurse who are engaged in their activities, their colorings. Down the right is the direction towards the cafeteria, which would be closed right now because it's not a regular mealtime. But that actually might not be a bad thing because it means there's probably... Nobody there. Nobody there. Isabel, you ran out into the hallway. Mm-hmm. Give me a cuteness roll. Okay. And this will be just a kawaii check. A kawaii? So if you have anything that helps your kawaii rolls. I don't have anything that helps that. Okay. But so j- just a d6 plus a d4. I got your, I'm sorry. Your adventures are plus, or your cuteness plus a d4. Yeah. And I get a plus one to cuteness as a sneak pants, right? So I've. Seven percent. That's always yeah. That's always there. Yeah, that plus one bonus. Okay, so then I got a nine. Okay, your little kitty nose twitches, and you smell the unmistakable scent coming down from the cafeteria of baked goods warming on a a warming dish. Someone's been baking something something good. Here's the weird thing about that: nobody bakes anything for you guys. Y'all, y'all get porridge from an, a, a never-ending bowl of porridge. Isabel pops open the door so that you all have access, and she's just standing in the hallway, like, waving her arms towards the room as if she's trying to blow a good smell in, maybe to counteract the bad smell that's lingering. My golly, guys. What is that wonderful smell? Do you smell that? Mm. I think I only smell bubbles. And guys, I don't want to be mean or anything, but I don't think we can be very sneaky. If we bring him, he, we will... I bet I guess it from the start. Okay, I gave him cookies. So he's got he's cookies, good. he's good. He's good. Guys, we gotta move He fast. can wheel himself. Sorry, bubbles. My original plan was to use him as a battery ram, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with bubbles now. <laughs> Dave bubbles is going in the hole. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> bubbles is just in the door. He's just like right out in, in the corner of the like. He's not in the doorway, but he's like right at the edge of the doorway, and he is just kind of watching you. Any 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 waves? He's much more concerned about the fact that he's kind of stuck to one side of his tub, while a mysterious 
thing kind of floats in his. Oh. <laughs> yeah, mysterious. bye bubbles. You got your own baked goods. <laughs> oh, he's like he's like Charlie. He's nibbling on one of the, the cookies. You can see his deep thought and kind of like, <laughs> watching the floater. Yeah, he's giving you weight. He's like, I have my own problems to deal with right now. Thank you. Good luck Faith out, out there. Good, good luck out there. <laughs> just kind of casting. As you leave, you can see him kind of casting around for something to, to maybe scoop and flop. <laughs> so you're, are you all in the hallway now then? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. In the hallway, heading toward the kitchen. The hallway is empty right now, but we don't know how long that will be the case. Yeah, Isabel is scampering to the kitchen, like just like zoomy tabaxi style, like just mm-hmm. vroom, vroom. She's, she's moving super speedy. Yep. As, as you zip past some of the other rooms, are, are all of you running towards it or, or some of you being a little sneaky? Like what, what's, what's everyone's style to get down the hallway? I think Henry is 100% trying to be stealthy and probably not. <laughs> like, probably, like, his wings are kind of awkward and maybe, mm-hmm. ba- you know, bumping into the wall. And, mm-hmm. like, Ollie, Henry. He's just not very coordinated. Just watch me. <gasps> watch me. Watch it. Cover your eyes. <laughs> it's a dragon. And suddenly no one can see Ignatius. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that? I'm stealthy. <laughs> is gonna hang around the door <laughs> and just kind of see what happens first before she joins in. She's the smart kid, yeah. <laughs> let's let's see if somebody else gets caught before so I can uh, have plausible deniability. I was in the room the whole time. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the lady, the sister, she's right in front of the door, right? Like trying to walk. I don't know where she went. Sound? Yeah. Smell? Just, oh, okay. All, all you know, she she snuck out and locked the door. Okay. Okay. Never mind then. Probably outside having a smoke, and you know, I'm just trying to. <laughs> Bad day. <laughs> Think, thinking about her life choices. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Do I really want? Yeah, yeah. Sister Beatrice is one of the newer nurses, so there might still be time for her to get out with her uh, her love of dignity life intact? still intact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And her dignity, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> She, she's not quite as dead behind the eyes as, as some of the other nurses. Yeah, yeah. I like it when they look dead behind their eyes when I asked him to wipe my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just maintain eye contact all throughout? <laughs> so cats too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Easy. I wonder if Tabaxi's. Anyway, that's that's, that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. The story for another day. <laughs> That's Jorgen Blankheimer's D and D blanket blues. As as you make your way down the hallway, Ignatius is he's covered his eyes and, and is kind of stumbling. He's like jumping from shadow to shadow, he thinks, but he's really just kind of jumping down the hall. Henry, you try to do the same, but you just keep bouncing into walls. I was gonna say, uh, if I try if I do that, like it's probably worse. <laughs> It's just like chunking into walls and stuff. Don't quay, Henry. Thanks. Thanks. I, I didn't see you for a second. No, I'm I'm invisible, basically. Completely invisible. Basically completely invisible. Like a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. You are a dragon. I am a dragon. 
<laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> You're so smart. Oh, I know everything. Erwin. What what is your name again? My Did name? T- yeah. I'm Augustus. Augustus. Mm. My Yeah. <laughs> Ignatius. Don't shh. I'm been incompito. <laughs> Golly. You is stupido. You quiet <laughs> my style always. I'm the one with styles. Bow is not a style. Every little girl got a bow. <laughs> That's a style by your eye. It's not a style. Yeah. <laughs> I like you, Pelgon. Take care of you. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of this smell. Okay, guys? Go in the kitchen. It smells good. Henry, as you're bouncing around, you clump up against a door that swings open at your touch. And you look inside and it's a small supply closet. It seems to be just kind of full with all, all sorts of stuff. Daybelly, you are, you are so close enough that the second Henry bangs into that door and makes the noise and the door goes, Brah. everyone freezes for a second. And Daybelly, you kind of poke your head back into the... Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. <laughs> Wasn't in the hallway. Henry wants to look in there. Henry, poke you poke your little dragony head in there, and it's it looks like it's a a, a room or a, it's a little closet, but it seems to be full of old broken toys, like things that that are are half kind of uh, half ruined. If you want to take a moment to to search around, you can you can look and see if there's anything that you can find in there. I do. I want to find something sharp. Ooh, what you got, Henry? Roll me a precociousness roll. Okay. I don't know what you came up with. So three plus six, and all my precociousness rolls get an extra D or extra one. It's just like basically to your main stat. Okay. It's so your ten. it's your base stat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so ten. So ten. We got babies on fire today. You don't find anything sharp, but what you do find is a very pretty bird feather that's just kind of like obviously mm-hmm. someone found it. And they um, maybe it came off of a hat or, or something like that, but it is bright green and it is about seven inches long. Uh, and this is, an, uh, this is an, uh, an item called a pretty feather that you found. And what this does, it's a single use item and it can remove one grump. So if you take grump damage, this can remove a grump because it's very pretty. So you kind of gently place this in I guess your pocket or or put it behind your ear. How are you? How do you want to carry this very pretty feather? I think in my pocket right now. I don't. I already kind of messed up with the cookies, guys. So I don't. <laughs> I, I think I put it in my pocket, like way down, deep in Emily, my pocket as I can. Your soft heart will always be appreciated by me. <laughs> Thanks, Ignatius. Did you find treasure, Erwin. Augustus. Augustus. <laughs> I don't know Ignatius. Ignatius. I thought his name was Ingrid. <laughs> guys, guys, it's Augustus. <laughs> Augustus. Augustus. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> name is Ignatius. That's Iggy. Iggy, I'm, I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Wheel this time. Gotta catch me Ooh. first. Can we just get to the Tweeties, okay? Just want to get to the sweetie. Why don't you walk off? 
Oh. <laughs> well, I never. Roll, roll initiative, you two. <laughs> Hello, this is Jimmy, and I play Ignatius. We're really excited to start even footing games and begin work on babies and broadswords. This endeavor is a baby itself for us. And there's a couple of things you can do to help. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Even Footing Games. Give us a review on whatever podcast app with which you listen. Support us on Patreon. The money from there will go toward podcast costs, game development, booths at conventions, and so much more. Also, we have a booth at the Ice and Dice Gaming Convention coming up in Cincinnati, Ohio. It runs from January 21st through the 23rd in 2022. So stop by, say hello, get into a game. The music you've been hearing was provided by The Gentleman, and their song is called Rubber Ball. So that's it for now. Thank you for listening. How, how do we roll initiative? Initiative in this case, well, I, if we decide to call it initiative, I don't know what we're going to, I guess that wouldn't make the most sense, but I don't know if we're going to get into the, into Turn the, order. the, whatever. Big, big kids rule time. Yeah. For combat, yeah. Turn order is that is that what, what we want to call? It? I guess turn order. I think is better. Yeah, my thinking in this one is is all right. We want to we want to steer away from. Oh, folks at home, big kids. Yeah, rule do time. everybody take turns. Taking turns. Taking turns. Yeah. Yeah. Big kids rule time. Everyone at home. I should have mentioned this is this is when we're going to have a discussion about something about the game. So when one of us says big kids rules or big kid time, that's when we're 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 going to step away from the game for a second from the playing. So taking turns makes sense. Everyone, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone takes a turn. Okay. Everyone takes take turns. Yeah. Everyone takes a turn. Okay. To take your turn or to figure out who, who was first. I have it based right now on it, on it's your adventurousness, but does that make sense to do? I guess, or, or do we want to, I mean, I guess that would make, or, or, or should it be situational? Cause if we're, if we're in a combat where the idea is to is to you know maybe cute your way out of things, then maybe we go for cuteness as our skill. Yeah, or, or, or yeah, or smart your way out of it. Or if you're trying to figure out a puzzle and, and clever your way out of it, maybe yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing I do. I do want, and maybe this is getting too difficult, but I do want kind of different kinds of combat. Like I do want fighting combat and thinking combat and and, and cutie combat. So maybe which is why I like the the turn taking rather than initiative. Because you're taking your turn depending on what the situation is. Yeah. So, so will your so then will your uh, taking turns be based on your action then at that point? Like say for instance, I'm going to swing, swing Paul's, and you know Isabeau may perhaps be trying to cute her way out. So we may mm-hmm. I may be using adventurous for my role, mm-hmm. and she may be using cuteness or precociousness or something for hers. Right. Right. To calm you down. <laughs> yeah. To calm you down. So I think that might be the case. Then in that instance, it might be up to the sitter to decide what's going to be the deciding factor to, to decide who gets to take the first turn. But in all the combats, it's the player can decide how they are attacking and defending and what's and what state their status, what, what stat they're using to do so. Using the word attacking loosely here, yeah, right? Loosely, yeah. yeah. Taking their turn. I'm yeah, call exactly. it sibling rivalry. Why the 
one one of the reasons we're doing it this way, I want I just want to kind of point out is if anyone is listening, thinks that they have a cool idea for something, you can always hit where can they where can they let us know that, Jason? Even footing games at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at even footing games. I think on Twitter we're even footing G because it was mm-hmm. too many. Yeah. Too many characters. <laughs> and you can yeah, always... Yeah, the shortest fan code, it's better. Just drop a comment below. <laughs> like, and, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, bro. Or Links comment below. YouTube video. Comment below in the YouTube video. Yes, but that's a big thing. Thank you. We'll Thank still you read me. comments on YouTube for now. Right, until they make me sad. <laughs> until we're too famous to as manage ourselves. Well, Yeah. <laughs> Since since we want to make games that appeal to the audience, to our audience as well, and we've got a really good kind of cross group of, of different gaming styles and players, but we want to make games that the audience is going to like. So if if we come up with a rule that we think works, but, but you've got a better idea, um, yeah, please feel free to share. And you know, when when we start getting some commenters and some some mail, we'll read those let, and give folks the their their uh, their credit. kudos for for the help, right? The yeah. credit, exactly. Thank you. I'm sorry. Speaking of kittens wrestling, I've got two of them on the hardwood floor behind me. Go ahead. Asius okay. and Ibo are there in person. <laughs> yep, they're, they're right there in person. Go, 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 Izzy. Go, Izzy. Immersive gameplay. So in this case, then, since we're going to do a little mini combat between you two, we're going to, we're going to kind of act out your, your, your kitten fight. We're going to, we're, I'm going to call adventurousness being the one that this, no, well, see, this is the, this is where the sitter comes in. Yeah, no, Adventures, this is going to be the stat that we're going to use. So it's going to be your Adventures plus a 1D. Do we want to go four or six? And that's the other thing we need to figure out. Uh, is, six. is four our base? What is, so I think we might get rid of the 1D4 altogether. I think we'll just stick with 1D6s. That way you don't have to go dig in for a 1D4 because they're not always the easiest dice to find. So when we start doing adventurous rolls, or if we also are doing, say, muscly or kawaii rolls, will we be doing a 1d6 in the future? We'll just do a 1d6 across the board. We're going to get rid of one, I think. Does that make sense just to get rid of 1d4s and just stick with 1d6? Or? Throw them in the garbage. Take all your Yeah, Don't actually throw it away, though, Jimmy, because you'll step on it and those suckers hurt. It's in the bag. He's not going anywhere. These crystals, uh, Oh, those are cool. Yeah, they're pretty. (laughs) We'll go back on that. That'll be a work in progress. I think right now we 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 stick at we stick at one d sixes and just drop one d fours. But based on the math later on to kind of balance out things, the one d four might be. It may come back. A way to go. Yeah. Now I do like the d sixes. Just having a couple. Yeah. 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 I think we'll just go with the one d six for ease of use right now. Maybe a slightly larger range that we can play with as well. Exactly. That's what what I was thinking thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Less ties. Just yeah, more more uh, possibilities to roll. Awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna go one d sixes then. It's nice when you're introducing new people as well because that's not any weird. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> no spooky dice there with their many yeah, sides. Yeah. <laughs> There's only normal non-nerdy dice here. It's okay. <laughs> you come out of the Monopoly box and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. Ready to play B and B. Exactly. Drop and play. <laughs> so my adventurous taking turns is going yes. to be an eight total. And Isabeau, how about yours? Oh, let's see. For adventurousness, I got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to the game then. 
big mm-hmm. kid time off. Isabeau and Ignatius, you've had your, the way your relationship tends to work is that there are about, oh, maybe two or three thrown insults back and forth. And then the, the kitten fight pedal starts right up again. You don't really have battles. You have one continuous war with brief periods of, of ceasefires, but but it's a fight all along. So you've got the upper paw this time, Isabeau. Your brother is, he's he's on his forepaws. He's hunched his back up, his hair. <laughs> his tail's wide up. His little monocle is, is dangling. <laughs> I want to pull his tail. how are you gonna do that so i'd like to scamper around him and then grab his tail and then keep scampering around so i'm kind of like pulling him in a circle (laughs) okay so combat wise everything is an opposed role so this is i'm going to say since you are are physically attacking this is going to be and this will be an adventurousness role is this the time i can use push pull Ooh, that's a good question. Push pull pulling is, him in a circle. Yeah, it's trying to pull him in a circle. I think that sounds doable. I think so. Let me check here. I think push. I think push pull is a perk, which are usually only used for skill challenges. So let me take a look real quick and see if, if this skill affects all muscly skill challenges. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I mean forward roll. Also, only for skill challenges. Yeah. Okay. Since this is going to be an attack, I think it, we will we'll have to use straight up attack. Okay. Because Jimmy, I'm guessing, is going to try to dodge out of this uh, the tail grab. Am I right? Yes. So for combat, you're both going to be uh, rolling an adventurousness roll, and whoever roll, and if Jenna, you roll higher, the attack is successful, and whatever the the difference in damages or the difference in the dice rolls, that's the damage taken. So why don't you guys go ahead and roll? I got an eight. I have a seven. I rolled as low as possible. I rolled a one. You did. Oh, Good job. dang. So, Isabeau, you do indeed scamper around Ignatius and you grab him in, uh, his tail in your teeth and you just drag him a couple uh, inches in a circle. Isabeau! Ignatius! Normally, you would take one uh, one ouchie damage in this case, since it's a physical attack, but since we're just kind of doing a mock combat, you're not really going to take the. But you've got, she snagged you, you got the upper hand, she's got the upper hand on that one, uh, and she is, she spun you in a circle and is yelling your name at you. Okay, does that make it my turn? That does make it your turn. I am going to do a kitten sweep and try to scamper between her legs and underneath of her to make her lose her balance. Ooh. Ooh. So you're trying to just go under her? Yeah. So actually I would, yeah, I think a, a, this would be a, um, this would be a nimble, I guess, or this would be an adventurous. So yeah, give me an adventurous roll as well. 11. Ooh, Jenna, what do you got? Seven. Ignatius gets under his center of balance is lower. He's a little bit, bigger around to Tom Tom. <laughs> I call it more adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> he, he slides under Isabeau and he pushes himself up with all four of his paws. And you go, Isabeau goes flying tail over tea kettle and rolls off him and kind of lands on their back with her paws up in the air. And due to the, the, the significant difference in size between that 13 and seven, we're going to say Ignatius won this fight tonight. 
this particular battle. He, he knocked you over in such a manner that you're kind of dazed and seeing stars. Do you want to, do you want to claim dominance in this particular fight? Ignatius, you want to do anything from there? She's on her back and she's kind of blinking up at the ceiling. This is not the first time, nor will it be the last that Augustus wins, but we got pressing battle at hand. (laughs) Don't make me do it again. We got to get to the sweeties. Fine. She just like gets up from her uh, on her back and starts scampering towards the kitchen. All right. You both start scampering. The, the, meanwhile, the rest of you just sit standing back and watch this. Like just waiting, Henry and <laughs> this yeah, just waiting. Like Dave Bell every, every now and then will look down the hallway just to make sure no one's coming. But it's just like, come on, guys, we got. Oh, come on, yeah. <laughs> Bubbles probably already pooed his tank again by this point. You stand in front of the cafeteria doors, and the smell is is wafting from underneath the, the doors. I mean, you've really you've oh. all kind of got your noses like right underneath the crack of the door, just you know, taking in this magical aroma. I still can't smell it. It's even <laughs> it, getting through your snot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you're getting just like the you're just getting like the aftertaste, but like like when the wine people when the Somalis do the. And, and and claim they, they get an aftertaste of oak or whatever, even though they're full of crap. <laughs> That's kind of what you're We're getting. You're getting, you're, you're getting just a, a hint of, of of something delicious. I think I also got a hairball, too. <laughs> oh, who are you licking? You're a dragon. How do you get a hairball? I think, I think it, it created scales. it. <laughs> I think Isabeau and, and Ignatius Augustus are shedding. Oh, they're probably just cat hair all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> they're always shedding. Yeah. <laughs> just constantly. Never not shedding. Yep. Ugh, it's a nightmare. My allergies are acting. I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> Sorry, my, my my son is trying to, to groom the cat with one of those little cat brushes, and the cat is oh, not having it. Bliss. So angry. Mm. They gotta no, wait a little bit, yeah. He's, he no, he's he's blissed out. He's just like, oh, oh yeah, little, they, they like the, being brushed. His his little paws are just getting weak. I can see his like legs quivering. He's like, oh. Okay, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, so you you all stand in front of the door in this heavenly smell. It's a du- it's they're double doors. So when they are open, they open outwards to allow for kids to come in and come out uh, because cafeteria time is very it's probably the most regimented just because they're trying to get a lot of kids in and out of the cafeteria but right now the doors are closed we'll pull them open yeah just like can we reach the handle crack them can, can isabel get her little tiny paw under there and like put her claws out and then try to like pull, pull the door like you know cats do that they try like cats do that yeah they do little hands under the door and then they <laughs> yeah yeah and of course yep yeah, sure enough someone's going to the bathroom in there so you know exactly what to do yeah <laughs> someone's trying to have a moment of peace she's like hey hey where are you going without me <laughs> Jimmy and Aaron, you can attest to this. Kids, little kids will do the same thing. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. I haven't peed by yeah. myself in years. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the first time I looked and saw 
you know, little three-year-old <laughs> fingers just kind of reaching under the doorway. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not 100%. No, no 100%. Not a gym. All right. The doors do go, they, they do open up. Daybella, you grab, you can, you can, uh, you kind of scamper up on, jump off of Henry a little bit and grab one doorknob and, and Isabeau, you uh, manage to pull the door open from the other side. And there's just a, there's a kind of swing open. Think about the cafeteria. It's a, it's a great big room with wooden benches uh, and tables uh, in groups. And when the kids go in for food, they tend to set them in, in certain groups by age. So kids your age will be in one group. Kids a couple years older will be in another group. Kids a little younger would be in a, in a third group. And as a result, this is kind of given birth to very territorial turf wars amongst the kids as a way of putting it. The little kids don't go to the big kids table. The medium, medium kids don't go to the, the little kids table, that sort of thing. Uh, folks will protect their turf for their lives. So I want to go sit at the big kids table. I, uh, you know what? <laughs> to have the fact that there are no big kids around. 100% Henry wants to go over there and like first to like put a finger on like see see if <laughs> anybody gets mad at him and then he'll go sit on it on the seat and be like yeah <laughs> Henry you are amazing that is the smartest hey. idea I've ever <laughs> thank you as he's doing this, I'm going to reach into my pocket for my blasters and be like looking around cautiously, just waiting for trouble to break out. Ignatius will march over and have a seat at the big kid's table and like scoot up and put his elbows <laughs> up on the table. This is obviously pretty great. Amazing. <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait till we get to stay here all the time. It's about bring me food. What's your own food? Davella's looking for for the snacks. She's sniffing around. Same, same. Isabel's like on a mission. I don't, I don't care about the seat. <laughs> I don't care about third wars. <laughs> That's I'm I'm typing that in as we speak. Third wars. Future mission. Got Future mission. Third wars. I, I think we found our meta plot, guys. <laughs> we we found our Avengers Endgame. Win the third war. The third wars. <laughs> Henry and and Ignatius, you are indeed sitting at the big kids table, and it is the you have to you have to stretch a bit because the t- the tables are higher. So Henry, you just kind of just manage to peek over the edge. But yeah, Ignatius, you're kind of like on your your. You crinkle your spine a couple more things again and, and get yourself a couple extra inches. You're just kind of balancing on your tail. And the two of you are like, uh, blah, 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 math. Blah, 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 reading. Blah, blah. <laughs> I am not this many anymore. I'm that many. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think Henry starts talking about when he can fly, when his wings come in, and like... <laughs> How how wonderful it is to be to be a flying creature! What a glorious day <laughs> I'll be, Henry. I'll give you a ride, Augustus Ignatius. I got Irwin. <laughs> I am trying to give all of your names that you've ever given. Oh, I'm collecting them. I'm going Uh-oh. to write them all in my book. It's a fairy dragon. 
Okay. <laughs> Big kid time out real quick. I, uh, I, I personally love these little moments between the characters. This is, this is a big part of what I want. So one of, one of the, uh, my answer, the, the game's answer to inspiration was gold stars, which have been given out for, they're supposed to be given out for, for clever ideas, you know, just, 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 you know, being, doing something clever or smarter or fun or whatever the case may be. I would also, you think it would be good to, to kind of reward these little bits of, of character development as well. I think that would go a long way to, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it depends on your on your sitter, but sure. Mm-hmm, how, mm-hmm. how do you get to use the gold yeah, stars? Absolutely. Gold stars are, and I will tell you what the gold stars are. Insert. Let me explanation here. Insert. <laughs> stars. Here. I gotta, I gotta, gold stars. If you receive a gold star, of course. Now I got to find where where my gold stars are. Paul, Rufus, and uh, Gus. Gus, they do yes. good work for you. Yes. Uh, gold stars are awards given out by the sitter for particularly impressive acts of toddler antics or good role playing. They can be used to combine two stats and a D6 for the results of any roll. So instead of so instead of just rolling your adventurousness and the D6 for something, you could roll your adventurousness, you add your adventurousness and precociousness and then the D6. So they're just, just a way of getting a, like a super successful roll. Holy whack-a-mole. So I'd like to give both of you two. That was a, that was a delightful exchange of gold star. Oh, okay. But does that make does that make sense uh, as well, an addition for the sitter, or do we want to leave that up to the sitter's discretion as to what they? I think that we could certainly put it in the book for like a, a suggestion. Um, mm-hmm. People can always choose not to do that. But mm-hmm. um, what constitutes good role play? I guess that's going to be yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I think character development that is very subjective. It does. Very yeah. subjective because you, yeah, not everyone is like super outgoing mm-hmm. and, and yeah, which is why I don't want it to be just yeah, exactly. No, that's where and and I think that that also leads up. To, I mean, it's the same with inspiration. You know, if, yeah, if, exactly. If, the, if a good DM sees a character who's been in their shell, kind of coming out a bit more, they'll give them inspiration for that. You know, yeah, yeah. And where the players who are constantly just mm-hmm. role playing all the time, you know, like right. you might find. Some of us might be, you know, mm-hmm. this is Some a way early really on. Good at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not even that. It's just that um, I like the spot a spotlight hog, you know. <laughs> Let's call call I a like spade. Attention. I like attention. So you know, right stop now, interrupting Jimmy Lee. This might be Sorry. a great a great time to do that for the, the the sitter, but in the future, you know, that use it to kind of groom the game to your discretion as a sitter you want to promote good role playing or you know character development or if you find you're always giving one person that gold star you know try to try to spread the love and find what the other players do well also i think that's very malleable reward the behavior you want to see but i guess you know this is going to be up to sitter discretion i think like most things like this are it's it's yeah I, I I wasn't trying to say we need to write anything down. As, oh, no, no, you're right, yeah. you're right, yeah, yeah. It is, it is subjective. More for the listeners. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. It is very subjective. And I think it works better to not have hard and fast rules as to what gets gold stars or not. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 up to discretion. But I personally, the things that I tend to look at are, are if I give you two pencils of marble and, and a piece of string and you turn that into a slingshot, I'm going to give you a gold star for that because i think that's clever or if you have a nice little bit where two two little kids are pretending to be big kids at a table i think that's cute too so that that's for me that's sort of thing i'm gonna look, look like but when lear when jimmy runs the game they might be interested in different things and i don't think it i don't think it hurts one way or the other i think it's really yeah. it's it's just a, it's just a way for yeah like ali said it's for the 
the the sitter to groom the players and to kind of although <laughs> that's a terrible way groom. to say that yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe groom is the wrong word the wrong. to use but yeah yeah that's a much more sinister way of saying it but yeah you can groom a kitten <laughs> i mean they are kittens you can groom kittens awesome okay that was just a little thought i had man. i'm gonna write that down big kid time over okay while Henry and, and Augustus are pretending to be big kids and, and, and occasionally talking about Augustus, or Henry's just like flapping his wings. Are they getting bigger? Are they getting bigger? Yeah, they're bigger, yeah. I, I think I must, so. I must, I must increase my wings. I think I'm growing right now. <laughs> just from being at the big kid table. Exactly. Daybella and... It is. Yeah, De- Debella and, and Isabel are a little, they're on a mission. They have followed the smell. You, you, you're you wandering past all the tables and you come to the kitchen. Now, the way the kitchen is set up, it is, there's a door into the kitchen, but there's a big window, open open area that rises about five feet off from the ground. So it's like there's a, you know, it's like the order up window in a diner. It's like it's, it's, it's where the, the people can grab the food off of the bench and the cook can put it right on. And the smell seems to be coming from, from that open air area. And you can just, you can't quite see because you're still too short, but you can just make out what appears to be the edge of a, of a metal sheet just kind of poking over the edge of, of the bench, of the, of the bar area. So Isabel's going to, are there any chairs or are there like, are they like lunch table? Like benches? It's all benches. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all big, long benches, which it would probably take all of you to move the bench, uh-huh. the benches, because they are big and they would make a heck of a lot of noise. You're welcome to try, but it's. Are there any like milk crates or anything anywhere? Nothing like that. Why don't you give me a precociousness roll to, to look around, see if you can find anything. Daybell's going to see if she can reach it. Just like. Try and like climb up on some like shelving or whatever is below it. There's no shelving. It's just it's it's a it's a. Oh, it's just like wall. a flat wall. Yeah, it's just okay. a flat wall. Mm-hmm. On a seven, Isabeau, uh, you're looking for something to stand on. You do see underneath one of the tables, somebody has left a dolly that has no legs. So you think it might have been just abandoned because the legs are probably somewhere else. They probably been I get thrown the dolly. On the other side. I put it in my my pillowcase. All right, you got a dolly with no legs. Great. What are you gonna do with it? I don't know, but have fun with that. Throw it at somebody. <laughs> Maybe Ignatius with it later. <laughs> I immediately the first thought we were talking about like a dolly that you move stuff. Yeah, with, like you like, like getting... push stuff. I was like, she just <laughs> puts it in her bag. I immediately was trying to think oh. of how to use it as a catapult. <laughs> because we have cats that was a very adult thought of you guys yeah yeah it's a doll the other legs might be around somewhere (laughs) then I'm going to uh, use my little pokey fork and try to like poke some holes in the wall that I can use my little kitten claws to try to climb up there to get it well, I was just going to say to uh, to Daybella, as as you're kind of looking for places to hold, there are uh, it is exposed brickwork, so you think that you could probably climb yeah. up. 
to some extent. You can probably pre-climb, but oh. you want to give me an adventurousness roll to see if you can get up there. And in this case, this would be a nimble skill challenge. So if you have the the forward roll perk, or you mm-hmm. have a feat that helps your nimbleness, this would be a time to use it. Okay. But otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just an adventurousness roll. It's a 1d6 six plus 6. Plus six? Mm-hmm. Why six? Or whatever your adventurous uh, base stat is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I, I, I said the wrong. It's your adventurousness plus a 1d6, I should say. Okay. Uh, so, mm, who's doing this? Right now, it's it's you, Dabella. Oh. Yeah, oh. Yes. oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, that's a four. I'm not it's very adventurous. You get a couple, you like get to the point where you've got handholds, but you, you're too kind of afraid to lift your feet off the ground. So you're just kind of like one foot up and I just get spooked. Yeah, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know about that. Too high. Paragon. Yep. Give me a precociousness roll. Okay. D6 plus my yes, precious. That is seven. Off to your left, while well, you've been kind of, you've got your band-aids and your syringe ready because you know something's going to happen to somebody. Off to your left, there is a, you, you catch the sight of, of maybe something moving. And when you look over to see what it is, there's like a, and there's nothing there. But off to your right, you, you get a sense of something moving as well. But when you look over, nothing there. And this happens a couple more times. Till finally, and this this is always uncomfortable when you do it, but you can do it for brief periods of time. You've got those extra sets of eyes. And you manage to get one one set of eyes looking one way, one set of eyes looking the other Uh, way. And it's 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 like the reverse of crossing your eyes. So just, you know, cross your eyes and then imagine doing that in reverse. And that's, you can't really, you know, oh. it hurts, but you can, you can do it for a second. There is a cat, a black cat, and it is literally disappearing and then reappearing on the other side of you. And it's just bouncing back and it's, it's looking at you and it's in, it's in attack state. And every time it feels you looking over towards it, it disappears and then it reappears on the other side and it's just back and forth. Blink cat. Uh, but but every time it it, it, it poofs, it's um, a little bit guys, closer I, than I it was before. Maybe we made the bigger tabaxi a bit angry. I think we might have taken his spot. Is anybody like, anybody here? Anybody listening? Uh, I'm not close enough, I don't think. I was yeah, like on the other I, side. I think I'm yeah. by the table. I'm talking about yeah. flying with, uh, with Augustus. Yeah. I don't, th- and, I don't think Henry, anybody is there. There's, there's a big tabaxi kid here. I, 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 I think he's mad. I think you're sitting in this spot. <laughs> Wait, did you want to come sit at the big kid table no, too? Paragon, there's but, plenty of but room. There, but I think there's a big kid here. Now the poofs are getting closer and they are getting faster. It's are they getting closer specifically they're to getting closer me to or you. to you? They're getting closer to you. Oh. And it's... Like this thing is like pinballing around you and you can't... You can't keep an eye. You're like spinning around in circles to try to keep an eye on it. And it's just, <laughs> just flashes of black. Do you, at this point when she's been talking, mm-hmm. are we able to see the, the poofing kitty? Give me a precociousness roll. Oh, great. Well, eight. <laughs> I rolled a one. 
it'll actually do it. Yeah. And you don't know exactly what she's looking at. Paragon, her, her head is just darting back and forth. And you, you see kind of a, it's more, you see what wasn't there. It's like, there's a, there's like a disturbance in the air now and then, but her, she's going back and forth on back and forth. But Henry has oh. enough, he's enough of a Thor or he's got enough magic that he can kind of almost see the, the glow of the, of the displacement. Yeah. So I think Henry says, I got this, I got this. I think, something's, I think something's wrong with Paragon. Let's go. I could have told you that a long time ago. <laughs> She's creepy. <laughs> I mean, tweet. That's the way we use like tweet. sticking my arms out and spinning around in circles trying to see this thing. Give me, uh, give me another precociousness roll. Oh, no. A four. Hmm. Oh, no. The <laughs> stops. You're facing the group and you feel something watching you from behind, directly behind you. And it, and it feels like it's maybe, gosh, it couldn't be more than maybe a, a foot at the most away from you. And you can feel eyes on your back. And you think to yourself, do I, do I turn? Do I move? What do you want to do? But this thing is right behind you. Do I see anything, Ignatius? All you see is her just standing still, like she's she, she's been frantically looking back and forth and spinning in circles. Now she's she's frozen solid. She's standing completely all right. still. All right, Paragon. Just it's okay. There's nothing here. Okay, just us. There's no adult here. Okay, <laughs> I think I think maybe you're using your imagination too much right now. If that's such a thing. You can tell me if I'm pushing my luck with this, but will I be able to like lift my hair up to reveal another two sets of eyes to see behind me? How many eyes do you have now? I'm fine with I want eyes everywhere. You've got eyes in the back of your head? I'm gonna t- all right, I'll tell you what. Okay. An observer. I will tell you what, yes, you can have eyes in the back of your head, but they do not see as well as the eyes in the front of your head. The googly uh, eyes. Yeah. So <laughs> Give me another precociousness roll, but for this case, it's going to be a minus two. It's wonderful. It's yeah, one plus one as well. Oh, which was a six, so it's a seven. <laughs> okay. Nice. The eyes, you slowly move, Paragon slowly moves her hands, and she pulls up her hair, and so it's kind of sitting on the top of your head in a messy bun. And these two slits in the back of your head open up just a bit, golden orbs shining and you are back of your head to snout with a cat. Now this is not a kitty. This is not a kitten. This is a not cat. A tabaxi. This is not a tabaxi. It's not a tabaxi. This is capital C cat. This is two steps away from, from, from a lion. It's midnight pitch black and it, and it, does not break eye contact with you. Its irises are pitch black as well, or the its sclera, I should say, the the eyeball part are pitch black, and the irises are just a two tiny slivers of yellow. And it growls at you slowly, and it blinks out for a second, and then it blinks right back in. And you put your you cover your eyes back up because it's scary, and the rest of you. Now you see from behind Paragon's head this tail, this black snaky tail, just kind of 
arch over the top of her head and flick back and forth. Oh, Kitty! I love Kitty! (laughs) And that's where we're going to end it for today. No, no! (laughs) (laughs) Next time we'll take turns. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you might have to fight off the the kitchen cat to get those cookies, but that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna stop for today. So before we end, we're we're in big kid time now. Thoughts about mechanics that we worked on today, or, or anything that happened today? What, what is there anything that stuck out as a as a good way to keep doing things, or do we want to take another look at maybe the way something works or something doesn't work? I know we only did a couple of things today, but I don't want to I don't want to throw all everything into every episode. So. Mm. I think that the D6 decision is good. Um, okay. It was always kind of confusing which one I was using. And, okay. Yeah. We'll still need a D4 for certain perks and stuff, but like... Yeah, like, I always thought it was like our base was a D6 and then, like, perks add a D4, but then sometimes mm-hmm. we were, like, using a D4 and, yeah. yeah. I think it's also, yeah, I think it's also the difference between what's a perk, what's a P, yada, 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 yada. So do mm-hmm. we want to, so so perks just for the D, D4, just for perks, or do we want to get rid of the D6 altogether for now? What about just doing a... Or the D4, yeah. Just a plus two, like for the perk. Okay, so just... Like Pathfinder style? Just cut the, the dice roll altogether? Yeah. Perks mm, are let's just... Let's take a look. I mean, just... Plus two, yeah. We can try it both ways. Mm-hmm. It's- I, so I kind of like that, that idea. There's definitely, we already see that with some of the feats. So it could be a way to, you know, shore normalize. things up to make it, yeah, to normalize. Mm-hmm. Or will that make the perks too much like feats? You know, that's, that's something. That was that my, can, yeah, I wanted some way to differentiate them, but just make it a more, almost like a more, like a more powerful feat almost. Yeah. Or vice versa. Perks are yeah. the ones you only ever get one of. Right. Yeah, you get those. You get those yeah. once a rest. Yeah, those are supposed to be spent. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe then uh, like plus four. I don't know. Plus three. Yeah, plus three. I was gonna say plus four would would make them almost would make them. Very I feel like plus two is okay. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. I don't know. maybe feats because hmm. the feat I have doesn't involve any numbers, and I know the feat yeah, I had last time kind of, didn't either. Yeah. There are a few that do numbers and there are a few that don't. So it's kind of, it's, yeah. My feet does do a plus two anyway, but it's a different, it's a different thing. Like I picked two mm-hmm. different ones so that I would have, you know, two different to balance things, things right. out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, if, if we want to go no roll on the perk, uh, a plus three makes sense because it does make it more powerful than the feats and it does. Right. It and changes it doesn't the necessarily OP it, and it does and change get, the balance. Yeah, yeah, and you just get one per rep or whatever. So it's like it's only once that you're going to get this be able to yeah. be super awesome. It's almost like say saying I want an auto success here, kind of is what that right, right, right basically. Right, right. We're darn close yeah. to it, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So plus three, okay. So plus three is good. And then feats so, are asses. Yeah, and feats are, are, okay. are they're not limited, right? You just use them all the time. Depends. Like they often take resources, one, or once per round, or once per short rest, or uh, or nap time. I think I've got feats listed as per two per rest. Let me see yeah, what twice. I got. But your class abilities, you can use as long as you have the resources for them. So those are those you can continuously use throughout. So class abilities but, are typically fueled by cookies, right? Or, right, typically. Uh, or class abilities tend to always have some sort of of 
or you get detriment as well. Yeah, yeah. You you get this, but you give up that. So so your ability to use them is really kind of based on yeah. It's based on your ability to kind of balance out all your stuff. What? Why are you eating my foot? All right. Oh, that tastes good. I hope that's because I'm a kitten and not a child. Yeah, that was a kitten and not, and not my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So I think, yeah, so I think that makes sense for perks. So, well, at this point, we've totally phased out the D4 then for everything. I think we've phased out the D4. I think, I think we've kind of all, yeah. Well, let's at least test it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll go back and forth. I think it's a smart, a smart idea to make it only one dice since we're mm-hmm. trying to go for ease of use. Right, right. Do we off? Do we ever roll two d sixes, or are we always just rolling one d six now? I mean, I think it's just a one d six roll on everything. So maybe, maybe I don't that's think how we've it, ever had yeah, two. like advantage, disadvantage, or anything. Yeah, I'm trying to steer away from advantage, disadvantages because it's a, but does a gold star? It's a very D and D thing. Gold star lets you add two of your base stats, but maybe oh, okay. we swap that to adding two d sixes, so it's not so o- overpowered. So we can we can look into that, you know, once once we 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 spend some of our gold stars. Like add extra D6. Yeah. 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 I like that idea. Yeah. Because Next. anytime anytime I can add a precociousness roll, I'm adding seven. That's yeah, same. Which is yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good Because that's yeah. that's like an average. If we're gonna go, mm-hmm. you know, what's mm-hmm. your score plus a D six? That's your average difficulty probably then. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, that would be a ten, you know. Right. Right. I really want Rocky and Garrett are our very mathematically inclined system folks. And that's, I really need them to kind of look at the numbers more than anything, just to make sure that mathematically this all makes sense. But I think, yeah, yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely leaning away from the D4. I think I was thinking D4 originally just because it, it, since it's such a weird looking die that kids would, would kind of gravitate towards. And it's like Legos. So when you step on them, you know, and so when you step on them, it hurts, <laughs> it hurts a heck of a lot. Yeah. yeah. But maybe just for ease of use. Yeah. The D the D sixes make more sense. So you can just grab a couple of D sixes out of any other game. You've got yeah. lying around. Oh yeah. You can package that with the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In, you know, people, people who don't play games don't have to have fancy dice. That they don't, no. yeah. They would normally have, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Like, subscribe, and let us know in the comments what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Tell us what you think. So, yeah. So, thank you so much. Again, like everybody said, we'll, we'll be putting out episodes of uh, new episodes of the audio podcast every two weeks and episodes of the video podcast on YouTube the following week. So, you'll get just the, just the nitty-gritty through your ears one day a week. And if you want to see what the extended with our side conversations and extended stuff on the video and, and oh, all of our smiley nice. faces on YouTube the following week, like, and subscribe both places. Hey, and we'll be wherever you can find your, wherever you listen to your podcast. So if you found us, I hope you stick around and please feedback, 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 feedback on not only how we're doing as a, as an entertainment podcast, but also how the game is moving along. So well, we need all that as well, but from the crew at even footing games, thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next time.